Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 138, recorded live on Saturday, January 30th, 2010. And here are your hosts, the man who wouldn't want coconut cookies, Dave Play. Ew. Yeah, the man who also wouldn't want coconut cookies, Andy Lowe. Hi. And the man who uh, is our guest this week and who would get all the coconut cookies he would want... Click pick Tony. And I would take all of them. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> it, it, was, it was a little side discussion that, that Andy and I had. Mm-hmm. I see. We're, we're, we're plotting behind your back. Yes. So you better watch out. Don't eat, worry, eat, though. You're not going to get the cookies because you, you, you can't eat. Chances are I couldn't eat them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of the coconut. Yeah, I wouldn't want them for the coconut because that coconut tastes like soap. So, <laughs> although I, I will say I've started eating a lot of foods that I used to find absolutely and utterly disgusting. Like what? I had fish the other night. Ah. You never liked fish? No, I hate it. Like, I could have <sighs> lox every so often and can't <sighs> fish, but that's because it's usually not really fish. Um, and because you're not really human? Yeah. <laughs> Beets, olives. This is all stuff that I, I used to absolutely abhor. I, I could not eat it. Okay, Love now, olives. Olives are delicious. terrible. Oh, olives are delicious. Good Kalamata olives. They're so, so fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I can't get behind olives. I can, there's a lot of things I can enjoy, but olives are definitely not one of them. Mushrooms I, is another one. I've, I've actually started barely to, to scratch the surface of mushrooms. Mm, Beer. Mushrooms. Tasty, tasty mushrooms. Yes. We tried parsnips uh, a week or two ago. How was that? Didn't really like them. It seemed like a weirder <laughs> carrot. <laughs> and I've never uh, been a fan of cooked carrots, so... Have you started okay, what about asparagus? Oh, asparagus is delicious. I'm See, here's the thing. is I, I generally won't just eat like raw or you know cooked or baked asparagus, but uh, there's a dish at the local sushi bar called Yunikumaki, which is cooked beef wrapped around asparagus, and it's so good. Oh. That would be so delicious. Mm-hmm. It does sound pretty tasty. Actually, a really easy and tasty way to prepare asparagus is to just is you cook it in a little uh, you cook it in a frying pan with some soy sauce and pine nuts. Mm-hmm. And you know, a really expensive awesome. way to cook asparagus: layer it between parchment paper and whole lobster. <laughs> no, no, That's no, what no, the you, Iron you Chef it. did. Oh God! It cost several hundred dollars a plate because yeah. he didn't would serve the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to infuse the asparagus with the lobster flavor. Yeah, no, that's that's what it was. Oh God! He, he, it was you know my guess is because it was the Iron Chef. He was pissed at the chairman for something, or they'd had a disagreement. And says so like, "How can I spend the most of your money? I know I'm going to have a dish that uses two dozen lobster and not serve the lobster." This sounds like the Bugatti Veyron mouse from Conan O'Brien. Um, funny story about that. He actually was given that for free from the car museum that actually owns it. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Because as soon as I that saw is- that, I'm like, um, I know he didn't buy that because there was only, I think, like 100 of those cars made worldwide. And I think only 10 were shipped to the U.S. And all of them already had buyers. So oh, unless well, he was able to buy it off of one of them. No, no. They're still making more. But that that model, it, there was only 100 or so made. Mm-hmm. Oh. The um no no well no no the Bugatti actually there's a guy in Houston that just got a brand that just got a brand new one from Bugatti because he crashed his other one. Is he the guy who crashed it into the lake? Yes, it is. Oh, he cra- He was he was talking on his cell phone and uh, dropped his cell phone and then crashed his Bugatti Veyron into the lake and then just got a brand new one. <laughs> I hate people like that. People who can 
afford to buy a million dollar automobile, mm-hmm. crash it into a lake, and then have enough money to buy another one. Yeah. That sounds like all you need is roughly like $1.8 million and some good insurance. Oh, my. <laughs> yes, but the first part of that, $1.8 million. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I still remember the uh, Top Gear episode where they actually were racing the Bugatti Veyron against uh, Richard and James, I think, in a jet. No, 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 no. It was uh, it was Richard and James, and because James had just learned how to fly. Oh yeah, the airplane one. So they had a small aircraft. The problem was that James had just learned to fly. Yeah, and he couldn't so, fly during night, so they had to land early. Yeah, they like all they got is was they were going from Italy to London, and uh, northern Italy to London, and uh, one was that he the aircraft that he had, and he wasn't skilled enough to go over the mountains of the Alps. So they had to go around the Alps. And then secondly, they had to, he was grounded at night. So they had to stop off in France and then take the, take the train from Paris. <laughs> those, those races, though, are still like some of the best things Top Gear has ever done. Oh, yeah. I actually just got into starting to watch Top Gear again. I'm on season 10 at ah, the moment. Okay. And uh, there's an amazing one that they had going through Africa. They went across like they went across like uh, two the, different deserts. Yeah, the Botswana uh, salt flats and. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I loved that one. That's where uh, Richard got Oliver. <laughs> yes, Oliver, which he got shipped over. Which he apparently is getting shipped over to, or he got shipped over to England. Yeah, you love that car uh, so much. Oliver will show up again in series. 13. Oh, nice. Which is also one of the funniest episodes I've ever seen is the first episode of series 13 when they uh, buy some semi-trucks. Oh, no. I hope they don't destroy Oliver because that would kill Richard. (laughs) It it was such a funny episode. (laughs) Just let me know when you get to series 13 because there was actually a point during that episode where I had to pause it from when I was watching it because I was laughing so hard that I couldn't actually see what was going on on TV. So I had to pause it, continue laughing his hysterically and then go back a little bit watch it again continue laughing and then play it again so i actually saw what was going on yeah the um oh pardon yeah the uh actually it stopped watching top gear up until oh gosh uh, up like i stopped i guess it was almost a year ago and then just a couple weeks ago i was listening to uh bbc news have your say on uh on npr and <laughs> They uh, they had a clip from from uh, Top Gear reviewing the new Lexus sports car, and uh, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, "Damn it! Now I'm gonna start watching Top Gear again." <laughs> it, it was really funny because I I don't know who got me into it, but I, somebody got me into it back in like 2004, 2005, something like that. Back in I think Top Gear, yeah, back I think in you like got yourself into it. I thought, but to be wrong. But I didn't know the show really existed until somebody played something, a, a clip from something. Or something. And so I watched all the episodes back in like 2005. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, my like brother got into it like a couple years later. And then my oldest brother just got into it recently. He's like, have you heard of Top Gear? And I'm like, I've watched the entire series already back in 2005. <laughs> it's like yeah. all of us love the show, but we just couldn't get into it at the same time. Yeah, like I didn't actually find out about it until two years ago. Uh, I guess it was like until oh seven, oh eight, and then uh, and then I started watching it, and then I I got and I got to season nine, and then I stopped there. Um, for and then like I stopped there uh, because Johnny was the one that was downloading them, and then he st- and then we uh, and then he stopped downloading them for a while, and then we moved away from each other. 
uh, and then now, um, now I just like I was like, okay, I need to finish up the thing, get, get, actually get caught up. So particularly because I started catching them, I also would catch them on BBC America. Oh yeah, and they like cut out like huge chunks. Well, they have to make room for ads. Yeah, the yeah, that's the annoying thing. <laughs> I hate it because they cut out the they cut out the guest yeah. and they cut out the they cut out the news mm-hmm. and those those two parts are still hilarious. Oh man, the last news episode they actually accidentally set some stuff on fire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so this has been Food and British Television podcast. Yeah, exactly. Dave has just been sitting there. Uh, yeah. I don't watch Top Gear. I, I, I don't have... Yeah, I know. Shut up, Andy. Anthony. Do you, do you have uh, Click do you have the internets? I do have the internets. Well, then you can watch Top Gear. I understand I can watch Top <laughs> I've seen a couple episodes, actually, uh, when I was dog-sitting for my girlfriend's sister. Okay, if... This is the thing I'll, I'll, I tell everybody, is that if you want to... If you want to enjoy Top Gear, you need to... Uh, you need to... If you want to find out whether or not you can really enjoy Top Gear... You need to find the two episodes with the uh, Toyota truck with the Huxta. Oh, dude. Because those are like the those are the episodes that are like if you can't enjoy the if you don't enjoy those two episodes, then you won't enjoy it. But if you can enjoy but if you can enjoy that, you will enjoy the rest of the entirety of the series. Yeah. Good to know. That and that first episode with the semi trucks. That was like <laughs> the number one because there's there's a there's a there's a website out there called Final Gear, which is basically a bunch of guys who because there was Top Gear, there was Final Gear, there's Top Gear Australia, Top Gear uh, Russia. Gear. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, fifth gear. But uh <laughs> Final Gear basically was like the go-to place for getting the torrents for those. And they just, everybody, that was like the first, like, hands-down 10 out of 10 show was that first one with the semi-trucks. So I'd say find the two with the Toyota Hilux and then watch the semi-trucks. Which is, which is season three, episodes five and six. How do you know this? I Wikipedia it. Okay. I knew it was Good season three. I just didn't remember exactly which episodes because yeah, I, I can... am crazy about the show like that. <laughs> Yeah, I just I remember watching that with John, and we were just like we were just we just kept going, oh my god, what the fuck, <laughs> over and over again as we we're watching it. I I would have loved to own one of the Hiluxes. Now they don't make them anymore. Yeah, you know, Andy. I think the thing they proved complain was that you given, can still given what you it. own now. I wouldn't complain. Yeah, that is true. I actually had well, you own a Mercedes. Well, yeah, but I also had to spend the last umpteen hours outside in the cold to remove the alternator from the Mercedes. Yes, we own a Mercedes. But it was cold outside, and there was snow on the ground. I had to get underneath the car in the snow. Uphill. Both ways. ways. (sighs) But think of the stories that you'll be able to tell your children and grandchildren. About how I was actually able to work on a car, unlike their cars, which will just be have the entire engine bay covered in plastic and yep. with the big words printed on it saying, go to the mechanic. If removed, warranty is considered void. Yeah, one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, they're just going to start making everything in carbon fiber. <laughs> like the engine will just start being made in carbon fiber. I don't know if you'd be able to do that. I don't know if carbon fiber would be able to hold the pressure. <laughs> Um, you, uh, if you the, make the it, if you make the, yeah, if you, if you make the carbon, uh, if you, it, you can, mo- you can modify a carbon fiber in a way to be as strong as steel. So I'd, I'd like to remind you, Andy, of what a diamond is actually made up of carbon. <laughs> yeah. Carbon, <laughs> pure carbon. <laughs> the stuff can actually get pretty damn strong. Mm-hmm. Ugh.
<laughs> All right. So, do you guys at any point during your episodes actually start talking about the uh, oh, these shit. links we, and these other a, topics? We have a whole list of crap to talk about, don't we? <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Just curious. I mean. All right. Do we want to hit the iPad first, or do we want to hit the iPad last? Oh, uh, see, the, the difficulty with hitting the iPad first is that we won't get to anything else. Okay. The difficulty so, with hitting it last is that we won't get through it. Well, l- let's just start at the top and work our way down, and well, I'll judge based off of the time when we need to hit the iPad. All right. Really hard with a hammer. Uh, yeah. Over and over again. Okay. First one on the list: the Rock Band Network is now open, and by Woo-hoo! open means that it's in beta. Yeah. But it's and an open beta it's now. Still, is it an open beta? Yes. I thought it was like you had to be invited. No, that was the private beta. Now it's officially a public beta, kind hey, of like hey, Gmail good. was for many, many years. Yeah. I, I think it still is, isn't it? No, Gmail's <laughs> out of beta. Oh, it's out of beta. Yes. Okay. If you go look, yeah, just remember, you, you load up Gmail, the little beta thing's gone. In fact, there's a, an option in Google Labs to enable the beta <laughs> for people who nice. miss it. So yeah, anybody who owns Rock Band 2 can join the playtest and peer review process by purchasing the XNA Creators Club online premium membership. I don't know how much that costs. Not a clue. Yeah, the um, I don't know. Like it, it does sound like a pretty de- like a pretty cool idea, particularly if you're in a band. I mean, or this is an like inspiring artist of some sort. Exactly. I mean, this is like this is uh, basically MySpace at this point. Yeah, it's the Hopefully it's, it's be a little great... better than MySpace. Well, I mean, it's it's. I mean, because that was the thing, was years ago, um, and by years, I mean two, um, MySpace was like the premier place to go and like, and like promote your bands and, and throw, and throw up your music and get people really interested in it. And damn it, if you throw that shit up there, uh, and you get like a few, and you just start getting a few hits on it, you could, I mean, I mean this, and not only that, but it's this also a gold mine for harmonics because now, because they can just start signing more bands oh, and yeah. uh through it's like yeah you uh you're pretty popular on on the open network so uh how about we sign you and you can start uh touring with uh uh crap what's their name freeze pop freeze pop and uh yeah and we start having an all harmonics uh touring lineup that would be actually kind of cool a, yeah, the, that's the, actually kind of cool it, it'll but be like vance warp tour except uh, the harmonics um <laughs> it would literally be <laughs> a rock band yeah. tour Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what I kind of see this as yes, though is the, is the harmonics another, rock tour. <laughs> it's another example of uh, harmonics innovating over Activision because Activision had the Guitar Hero create your own content well, stuff. Well, they had they had announced that after harmonics had been working on this. This has been in the works for a while, but this is you know instead of Guitar Hero three four or rather in this case instead of Rock Band three four five and just you know killing the series and driving it into the ground, they're looking in other directions. Yeah. Yes, but the question is, though, is this really viable? Yeah, because if you think about it, Guitar Hero sold over 3.4 million copies. Beatles Rock Band sold 1.7. Guitar Hero 5 sold 996,000. So they're you at think that a the, uh, third. The age of music games is dying. Might be. So the the question is, will this help? I don't know. I, It'll I, be I interesting. It has. It definitely has some. Uh, it definitely has some good options. Not to mention also because I think there was. I think uh, the creator, whoever is the one that actually uh, writes up the um, the song and puts it on there. They get 30% of whatever the revenue had, uh, produced for that song for the downloads. Oh. So, 
I th- I, th- I thought I remember reading something along that lines those lines uh, which I mean which would be great for bands I mean that's <laughs> I mean it's a hell of a lot easier than doing a bunch of gigs and uh, around your town and probably getting no uh, no money at all you're pro- you're losing money half the time with this you can like every afternoon or evening uh, work for a couple of weeks or like a month or something write, a, write up a song because it'll be like your first time doing it and then you get it all together throw it up on uh, throw it up on the network and then it ends up being some like some big hit where you get a few thousand downloads and yeah you end up with like a couple hundred bucks by the end of possibly by the end of it and if it's a good song then yeah and then people really catch on to it then they're like then then i mean i wouldn't be surprised if uh harmonics like i i think harmonics really should jump on that like the concept of and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if it was the case that they were just like they're utilizing this as a launching pad to start to really start a record company based off uh, based off of rock band mm-hmm. music. I don't think they want to get involved in that. <laughs> I think that's much well, more work than what they're looking for. Well, either that or they're going to turn to like EMI or Sony or one of the other ones and go like, hey, we've got all these young, aspiring, good artists that are already popular through our stuff. So how about you give us like a bunch of money and uh, we supply you with the we will supply you with the drones. I mean, musicians. Hmm. I, so uh, granted, I haven't I don't actually own Rock Band, too. No, nope, I don't own any of the rock bands. So <laughs> and yet I own a rock band guitar. I, I own bullshit. <laughs> I, well, it got to the point with Rock Band where it, I, I have to play as a one-man band. Because you don't have anyone else over there to play with? Yes. Oh. I, it Andy. seems I actually am. Can I can play on the hard difficulty as a bassist and a singer. So See, the real trick is, is the, doing the, uh, the bass and the drums on hard. Why, why would you do that? Never mind. <laughs> Wait, Never how mind. would you do that? Yeah, how would you do <laughs> you that? You wouldn't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't work. Yeah, the um, it's I, I gotta say, it's just it seems like it, it seems like it's a it, it is a recipe for success. I think that's the there's a lot of good opportunity out of this, particularly with this, as popular as Rock Band is, and uh, you could end. I wouldn't be surprised if you have like the next big thing in music coming out of this thing. All right, next topic. Thinking of music, I'm just going to skip over the next one on the list because this is along the music line. Oh yeah, the OK Go manifesto. Yeah, yeah. This, I read some of this uh, when they published it. So what do you think? It's he's basically saying that EMI sucks, and so does yeah. YouTube a little I, well, bit. Well, I think a, a, well, I don't think he's blaming YouTube so much as just this is the he's making a, a statement of this is how it is right now. It's not necessarily right. We don't really agree with it, but this is how it works. Um, it didn't. I, I don't remember reading anything where he explicitly went after EMI. Like he, he never like explicitly said like. Well, no, EMI is a bunch of fucktards. He just basically was, he basically made the statement of, well, you know what, they are doing their business because they want to continue to do business, and this is their way of being able to make some some money because they are they have no idea how to be able to have a good uh, a good business plan in in the economy and the uh, social <clears throat> the social uh, I guess within the social network of the internet ex- with being in existence so they have they have these issues and this is the way they're going to play their game and we have to go along with it because they give us money so that we can continue to play music and create records and such like that so we're just going uh and we don't like it but <laughs> to a degree but we also still need to get paid yeah i love this line here it's like because 
OK Go came from YouTube. Like, if there was no YouTube, we wouldn't be talking about this. And they're, oh, yeah, totally. they're stuck in the position of arguing with our own label about the merits of having our videos be easily shared because they don't get money if the, U- if the video is embedded on somebody else's website from YouTube. Mm-hmm. They, they don't get any sort of ad revenue from that. Right, so exactly. They started on YouTube, and yet they, their record label doesn't want them to promote on YouTube, which is odd. Well, no, no, no. I, 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 well, they don't want... It's, it's a weird it's a weird thing because they have EMI is very old school they're, they're oh, yeah, old. Well, they've been at it for a while yeah so we're talking <laughs> but, since Apple's time yeah I mean we're t- it really seems like the whole thing is that is that if it is played on YouTube it, they're like at least they get some money yeah but if it's played uh, but if it's played through an embedded video then you're then it's a complete no-go I mean you don't get anything out of it yeah so that publicity and you know more well, fans and no, no. PR and EMI doesn't get anything out of it in their in their mind in particular, their the products, which is the band, gets more publicity and more fans. Yes, but oh, Dave, well, no, 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 no. you're trying to make a monetary value of nothing. EMI looks at dollars and cents. They're a business. They have to make money. So Yeah, these aren't stock market traders where they can look at nothing and, and, and create a value source to it. Uh, the, they're, they're music record industrial scum fucks. And uh, they're just going to, and they're like, are you giving us money? No. Are you doing something that's going to direct that's going to in one or two easy steps get us money no okay then we don't like it it sucks but it's okay goes literally seems to be like the bridge between the two worlds where they were started out in the new world got pulled back into the old world and are now trying to i was what trying to get released from their their bindings or what or just raise public awareness of it yeah well and the other part too is like they and he make and they make the statement towards the end of it where it's basically this talking about how you could put we could put it on other web like we put it on other websites like MySpace and Vimeo, which allow for embedding. Uh, but the problem is is that it not only hurts our numbers, but it also like but also they feel an allegiance particularly to YouTube because YouTube was really uh, like did a lot to help them out. So, although the thing is, is that like for me, I just like I guess like I didn't even quite realize how much how big of it was until I read this because. Um, because like I had known, I've been listening to OK Go since '02 when they start. When I watched, when I saw one of the videos for their first album on MTV, and and I was like, oh wow, that's like really these guys look like a lot of fun. Found the album, listened to it, and I was like, oh, this is great. And then it and then it was the second album that really ended up being the big the big album because of the uh, because of the videos. Yeah, the fifty million YouTube. views on YouTube. Exactly. I mean, that ended up just being. This huge, uh, this huge explosion for the band, um, and I and like and I, I just it didn't. I'd honestly, I'll, I have to say, it didn't even click in my head that um, uh, that it, that was the case until I was until I started reading this. I was like, oh wait, yeah, that, suddenly the connection was was formed. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough game for any musician out there. I mean, you can either you can because you gotta if you, unless you have a huge monetary backing in a like i don't know radiohead um you have to play you have to play the game with the record company because otherwise you're not going to get your money uh you're not going to get paid to record uh albums and distribute albums let alone be able to eat yeah <laughs> without some other job besides making music well it's it's kind of funny because this actually reminds me of the old um uh, Dick Dale, the the guy who did Miserloo and was the West Coast surfer guitar, mm-hmm. um, he actually had a video on YouTube. I 
I wonder if I could find it again. But he actually talked about this whole thing of trying to fight the record companies. And he, he talked about what he did. And I did not spell YouTube I mean, correctly. The, the question is, can you fight? I mean, these guys are, are just so massive and have, have designed the industry in such a way that they are so integral in it. You know, it's almost like Ticketmaster. You just can't really compete. Well, the the thing is, though, is that, I mean, actually, I, I would... I would say that this is the same for Ticketmaster, is that the internet is such a huge beast that <laughs> I think the there's only one company that, that dares to have even a semblance of control over it, and that's Google. And they don't even really have control over the damn thing. Um, uh, yeah, but I think that's that's kind of tunnel vision in that there's a whole world outside the internet. And no, they that's, that's still control a lot of that other area. Well, yeah, they do. But the thing is, <laughs> is no one cares about that world anymore particularly when it comes to music i mean you've got when's okay here, here's a good here's a good example and um when's the last time you bought a physical cd <sighs> the last time i bought a physical cd i can actually four years ago um i got it i got it last year when i was working at circuit city because they were going out of business and i could get pick up the cd i think for what did i get it for like 50 cents or something like that nice okay before that <sighs> Avenue Q, I think, was the last CD I bought. Okay. And when's the last time you downloaded a song, uh, downloaded an album? Legally or illegally? Legally. Legally. Uh, well, there, there's a lot of stuff on, like, OC Remix that I download. Mm-hmm. The, if you consider here's the, that Here's the catch, is that, here's the thing, is that no one buys physical CDs anymore. I mean, really, like, it is, like, everyone downloads their music. And then, to be perfectly honest, it's, it's quite a, it's, I, I would... I would say you were being. I would. You would be really generous to the record companies to say that maybe I don't know fifty or sixty percent of people actually legally download their music. So uh, the the one the internet is the place where music is distributed nowadays. Yeah, it's not. It's not physically. The last time, and unless uh, like for me, my whole concept is like I love to. I actually like to buy physical albums, but I do that for small bands. Like I bought the Proto Men album a, a couple of months ago when they had the when they had the new one Act Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I physic I bought that physical album because they are a they are a smaller band and I want to help them and I want to help them get uh, keep uh, promoting their music and I want to see Act Three done. So it's but if it's a bigger name band, nine times out of t- uh, ninety nine times out of a hundred, I'm going to just I'm I'm going to legally download that album and uh, and then but unless I like particularly like that band or I know that. I know that they have some kind of good record deal uh, where they actually are going to be seeing profits. They're actually going to be seeing at least some of that money, um, in which then, yeah, I'll actually I'll buy the album uh, off of iTunes or or off of their website because uh, because it's a matter of, it's a matter of just uh, I want to I want to help out the bands that I do, but most of their money comes off of uh, merchandise off of merchandising and touring. Yeah. So if if you want to support a band, go watch them live. Mm-hmm. That's exactly and buy a t-shirt. That's how, exactly. that's how you support a band now is you you buy a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Now that well, that's the thing is that that's the way you've always supported a band. Yeah, like the they never made deal, money off their sales. They, well, they never made money off of CDs. Yeah. I mean, like you would like you would sell a CD, and I think you would literally. I think um, <laughs> I mean a, a great example of it is actually uh, TLC. Is they sold like they had like multi platinum CD for uh, was it Crazy Sexy Cool? 
and uh, they went bankrupt three months later because they got what, what on the order of like one cent per like two or three CDs. Yeah, it's the rest of the money went to the record company. Uh-huh. The rich just keep on getting richer, getting richer, and now. The record company isn't. The record companies are not getting any money on. Are, are are like failing because you have companies like EMI who still want to try doing the. Who most of them still want to keep thinking that oh that people come back to physical um, physical albums and stuff like that, which really isn't going to be the case. And they're trying, but and and there's other ones like Sony and uh, who are trying to see if they can do a whole new way of doing uh, of doing it. But they're trying to find the best gimmick to get people to pay money for music and the problem is is that it, it's no matter how many gimmicks you throw in in there you still can't beat free yeah so and basically th- what you're saying is we need to get rid of the old guard completely oh yeah no no, no. i think i think it comp- i think the old guard is being destroyed as we speak i think that they're that honestly i can't see these record companies continuing on like they do i i think that there's either going to have to be one of them, like either they merge together or uh, with some other, some brand new business plan that actually that actually makes sense, or um, they try some whole new approach. Which there is something that I've heard that does sound like a decently valid approach, as long as they don't make the st- the the old and stupid mistake of overpricing the fucker. And it's uh, the new it's MP3s that um, like they'll sell an album and then included in the in the uh, in the MP3 files are um, album artwork or um, oh those new special- MP3s that have all the metadata in them. Yeah, they have tons of metadata in it. They have like special they have uh, like Twitter posts and and journal posts by the band and uh, like personal photos and such like that. All this other additional metadata that um, that you can get that you would get uh, you couldn't get from just downloading it. Yeah, because it's because it's directly linked to to the band through the uh, through the internet. So in order to be able to get updates, uh, and you can get updates on tour dates and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, they even gone as far as I heard of going like special ticket sales to people who bought the album. Yeah, yeah I remember um, reading about like, that. I didn't put it on there because I didn't think of... But yeah, I mean, that is actually, I think, the, <laughs> that is a new approach that I think of, of really of not only accepting the, the way that things are now, but being able to really take it to, take it to the next level where you still have at least a semblance of control over it. Because the straight MP3s, no, no metadata. They didn't have. They never had control over that. No. Yeah. It's, it's a cra- the music world is a crazy world right now. Yeah. Oh. One that we should probably get out of for the moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at the time mm-hmm. going. Mm. All right. Uh, next topic on there was the NPD listed up after the year-end NPD figures. They actually released their all-time in the U.S. in the U.S. since by all-time ever since NPD started keeping track of Number. numbers. So the top ten games according to unit sales since 1995, not including resales. Yeah, we play Guitar Hero 3, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, We Fit, Mario Kart with Wheel, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4, Madden. NFL 07, Call of Duty World at War, and Namco Museums. There is an inordinate amount of Call of Duty on that list. <laughs> there, there, there is basically it's a, a third game. of that. So a third of that we is have fucking Wii. Call of Duty. We have Wii. Yeah, well, a third of it's also the Wii. We, we mm-hmm. play, we fit, in Mario Kart. Yeah. Then I, you gotta I throw actually it didn't even realize on. that Grand Theft Auto San Andreas sold that well. It did. It was I remember movie. it being hella popular, but I thought like 
But I thought like uh, Vice City uh, did nope. better sales than San Andreas, but. Nope. San Andreas Mostly, was I, crazy. Oh, yeah, man. I, I actually never. Um, it's funny because I think the I bought GTA two, and then that was the, and then I didn't put, buy any GTA games until GTA four. <laughs> so you skipped over basically, like? Oh no, no, no! I played all of them. I just there were other people that bought them, and then I played it at their house. Oh, okay. I was like, so you went from top down to GTA Four, <laughs> skipping the entire predecessor to GTA Four. I <laughs> that wouldn't have worked for me until GTA Four. Dave, have you finished that yet so I can get my disc back? Nope. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. Uh, don't, uh, don't feel bad, Dave. I, I, still have a jo- I still have Johnny's Fallout 3. I think I've got like 150 hours gameplay on that thing. And this isn't even with the downloads. This isn't even with the extra stuff. This is just the, ba- the, the original Fallout 3 without the DLC attached to it. I still haven't actually I, I, finished... I've got like uh, 150 hours on it. I've, I've actually got the, the Fallout 1, Fallout 2, and Fallout Tactics. I picked it up at Target for 20 bucks, and I still haven't finished the original Fallout. But I feel uh, like I should finish yes. that before I try Fallout 3. Yeah. The, um, I mean, the thing is, though, i got to say, is that other than like a GTA being on there is not surprising. We Play and We Fit really is not surprising. Because after the Wii came out, how many how many people did you uh, like? How many times did you go to a party and every and, and every single party it was like, oh, let's do Wii bowling or let's play Wii tennis. Yeah, and the Wii and, Play and sold because one. it came with a second Wii remote. Right. Um, we got. Uh, I mean, Wii Fit. I mean, everyone their dog was going after that. Yeah. Uh, the Guitar Hero Three Legends of Rock. I didn't realize quite how popular that was. I gotta say, uh, that's really the only big surprise. Well, I'm sorry. And Namco Museum. Yeah, that Namco to me is the is the black sheep out of the group there. Yeah, like I. I mean, I understand because there's a massive amount of respect for Namco, and because you got so many games out of the thing. But yeah, I didn't realize it was quite. It was. It actually had that many unit sales. Like you, you think of Guitar Hero Three. This was during the heyday of the music thing, right when Rock Band was still announced, but it was still like you had the the Dragon Force there, and everybody was yeah, Guitar Hero, and it was put out on every single platform possible. Right. And then you have Namco Museum, just like yeah. uh. Oh, here's like the one. Games? Yeah, exactly. And then that's that's exactly what it was. If you like old games, and then everyone and their dog who'd put who had played a Nintendo and played an Atari and stuff and played an arcade, um, which there's still people that have never played an arcade and that disgusts me. But uh, yeah, like they're all like, "Oh my god, this is what I grew up on." And then yeah, but you know what I gotta say is, you see, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, Call of Duty World at War. Where's the Halo? There's no Halo. That is true. And that 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 really surprises the bejesus out of me. Like three Call of Duties. And no halos. Yep. I, I I remember like I remember seeing the lines of like a hundred plus people outside of fucking GameStop to get Halo, and, and it's did not you on, and go it's not on and, and see the lines for Call of Duty. No, I didn't because yeah, I don't. Well, you, you might want to try that sometime. <laughs> yeah, the uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I I guess I did. I have to admit, I do. I do remember scouring, like seeing like the internet's like almost entirely full with Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. But um, yeah, it's. I guess it's because I actually was okay with playing Halo, and I have never played a Call of Duty game. I played the original Call of Duty game way, way, way back when, when it was Call of Duty and Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Medal of Honor, what happened to that series? It died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the first one I played, and I haven't played much of them since. I, I'm kind of worried about playing... Um, so I, I got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 for Christmas for my sister, and so I asked the GameStop people, I'm like, do I need to play the first one for any story? And they're like, wait, you're playing Call of Duty for the story? 
<laughs> and he looked at me with such a quizzical look, and I'm just like, why? It's like, because everybody plays it for the multiplayer. And I'm just like, yes, but me and first-person shooter multiplayers is not good. Speaking of which, Andy. I know. I know. Wait, what? What's going on here? Uh, we, the head-to-head tournament. I don't own either turn. of the two games that are still left on the list. I don't own bowling shoes. <laughs> wait, what, what, wait, what is going on here? The, the head-to-head competition that Dave and I had, where we would pick, each of us picked four games to compete head-to-head against. Uh-huh. And Dave is up. Four to two? Yeah, four to two. Okay. With four game, with how many games left? Two games, Two games left. left. Okay. So there is a, a tiebreaker condition, okay. but it means Andy needs to win at either Halo head to head, or Soul Calibur head to head, or Smash Brothers head to head. I just, I need to I, win. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. He's not going to win that. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> the um okay well what's the next one well that's the point is andy needs to pick one. Oh, what are the game choices it's it's halo soul caliber or smash brothers oh um <laughs> smash brothers totally you gotta totally pick smash brothers because that's the, that's or or soul caliber just don't do halo because at least with Soul Calibur and Smash Brothers, you can you can button mash and still win the game. Oh, I there was a uh, was it a Soul Calibur or was it Street Fighter that we had the Friday night that I showed up for? I think it was Soul Cal. Yeah, where I tried to button mash and I got beat by somebody's girlfriend. I guess because he told her what to do. Try <laughs> Nick's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, that was Nick's girlfriend. Nice. So <sighs> well, you're you're sol. Yeah. So yeah. I just All gotta right, so- I just gotta bite the bullet and. So this is the problem whenever we have Tony on is that we like Holy really shit. go off. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, I've been relatively quiet. <laughs> no, no, the, you uh, haven't. Other than music rant. <laughs> uh, uh, do we want to just try and save some of this for next week? I, 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 but there's always new stuff coming out. I know, but we should, we did prove last time or a couple times ago. You and I can go through like 24 topics. <sighs> Well, we, if you if you want to speed run some topics, I'm cool with that. Um, um, Ricketts is coming back. Yeah, it seems vitamin D yes, deficiency is are, uh, are the, uh, uh, Avatar, which is right now the second largest grossing movie of all time. No, it, it is the largest. No, no, it's the gross- first. Oh, it, it beat Titanic. Yep. It beat Titanic. Oh, now Cameron has two. Has the two highest grossing. Top two. Of all well, time. he had the top two because Avatar was second. But uh, yeah. the, the problem so, like, is with this sales. Ticket sales. Yeah, it's twenty sixth on the list. So the yeah. only reason that Avatar is number one is because of inflated ticket prices plus the three dollar premium charge for watching a three D movie. I didn't have. Have the premium charge. You didn't have to pay yeah, a three dollar extra for your the three D nope. movie. If I did, my movie was one dollar. <laughs> Actually, according to um, according to uh, the what is a blockbuster, the new uh, the new book uh, by that, Lucas. They, that came out by Lucas. He he uh, he said that if you account for inflation, Gone for the Gone with the Wind yeah. is yep. the highest grossing movie That's of all time. That's what's on this list. Is Gone with the Wind right at the top, followed mm-hmm. by Star Wars and the Sound of yeah, Music. Yeah, exactly. And E.T. Yep. and the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and then Titanic. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's this about NASA? Um, oh well, then. It, so I know actually about that purely because of uh, purely because I actually have friends on it. The whole thing is that uh, beforehand, in order to be actually to put up uh, tweets or or um, any posts on the internet, they actually had to send um, they had to send transmission posts to NASA uh, to NASA. Uh, JSC, and then a person over at JSC would actually just copy paste it on. Uh, wow. Now they've actually now they actually have a wireless. Re- uh, they actually have a transmitter out to the ISS, 
and, uh, and using satellite relay, and they have uh, and then a receiver on it so that they can actually just directly access the internet from nice. uh, from space now. Huh. All right. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's pretty nifty. Measuring a game's worth, I want to cover when we have more time. Okay. Um, just quickly, the New York Times has officially announced because we remember we talked about that. Were they going to actually do a paywall? But they officially right. announced that they're doing a paywall next year. Okay, so then I, I linked the New York Times article to that one because I thought it was kind of funny. And then the New York Times is going to die. Well, uh, they're going to die anyway, but they're still going to die. Um, yeah, probably. There's an audio stream from uh, the South Pole. So if you really want to listen to Antarctic ice, you I'll pass. It's it's actually really good background. Yeah, it is. It's pretty. It's a pretty uh, decent white true. noise until an yeah, animal yeah. comes by and then it blows your eardrums. Because <laughs> of how loud it, yeah, I was listening deceptive. to it, and all of a sudden, like I swear, like a whale or a seal or something came by, and then I just hear this really loud thudding noise, really, really loud. <laughs> we'll have to check that out. It hurt. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I've actually I was listening to it a little before the podcast. I think I'm just going to hook it up to my uh, stereo system and have it running in the background as I'm cleaning my house. <laughs> nice. Uh, most common passwords out of 32 million breached passwords. Number one, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> number two, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Number three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Number four, password. With a capital P. With a capital P. Number five, I love you. Number six, princess. Princess. Number seven, rock you, which is actually the name of the website that was hacked. Right. Number eight, so this is one, really two, three, four, five, six, idiots. seven. Number nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Number ten, ABC, one, two, three. It's, there's a lot of idiots. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> You you think that someone would think about oh maybe I'll throw in a throw in a, a carrot a number or like an a, like let's 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 actually mix this up a bit here no, but, no, no. Yeah, like, right. yeah I don't understand not using characters and passwords it just seems so a lot we we get, move come on um okay but that is ridiculous six past six out of the top ten were just numbers chronologically yeah. Yeah. Oh. yes. Okay, uh, YouTube rentals? Yeah, YouTube, YouTube is thinking about having movie rentals. So you'd pay Actually, to... You could rent a uh, movie for 48 hours at the cost of $4. I think that's actually a pretty good idea. Is this like, like for certain or is this we're thinking about it? Um, I think they're trying out five right now as a test. And then it depends on how well it works. Will they expand it to? I, I, th- I actually think that it's not a bad idea. Like, I, I mean, I mean, I, I think that there's actually people that are like, OK, this is this is going to come up before I get up to uh, before I get up to can get it on Netflix. And it's going to take whatever uh, unless uh, I'm part of a uh, unless I'm part of some kind of exclusive torrenting community, it's going to take me eight days to fucking download this movie in a decent quality. Or I could just pay five bucks and watch it on YouTube now. Um, I think I'll just do it now. Oh, it depends I, how I actually, HD you want your movie. Yeah, and I guess it depends on how HD they're broadcasting it. Right. If you want so, the really, really, really good quality, you're going to have to wait. Yeah. I, I, if they actually did, well, I think if it was five bucks for at least 720p, if not 1080p, I think it would totally be worth it. Like watching watching having a movie right but we've we've talked about this that the the general bandwidth isn't high enough to stream an actual 1080 uh ip ip 1080p video thank you compressed oh, is still yes. too much for the bandwidth to handle thank you for uh, saving yeah, me there probably. andy there you go so okay well then they're gonna they're gonna be sol for themselves yeah. next um microsoft is actually getting sued over xbox live points i'm surprised Why? it took this oh. long well basically because you have to buy them in chunks you have to buy 1600 or 500 or something like that so you'll always get left over with that little bit of extra microsoft points that you can't use to buy anything because nothing is worth 
10 points or just 100 points or something like that. So you have to you have to buy more points to yep. spend the leftover points. And then maybe you'll even have leftover points with that. You know what? Too fucking bad. That's the system you're agreeing to pay with. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's you exactly. you agree to that in the terms of service. So too fucking bad. Yep. <sighs> okay. So it's not right. right, but you they don't have any right to sue them. Um, on live, yeah. I want to get into that more so we don't have time for that. Yeah, we'll and do that some of the time. So last but not least. The Apple the iPad, iPad was announced. Finally, three years after I predicted it, it came out. Was it all that you thought it would be, Andy? It seems like it's just a giant iPod Touch. It is a giant iPod Touch. <laughs> it is, so I can tell you how this idea came and the entire amount of work that was put into it. Are you ready? I am taking the, the position of a worker in Cupertino. Okay. Wow, my iPod Touch is great. I really like it and I really like being able to watch movies on it. But I really wish I could watch two, maybe three movies in a row without having to plug it in. You know, I got some long business trips and stuff like that. Well, what does that mean? It means I need to add a bigger battery. Okay, that, that's how I'm going to extend the battery life. Bigger battery. Oh, cool. I can get about 10 hours. Damn, this thing's big, though. I don't know. Maybe I could just make the screen bigger, too. Hey, Steve, I got a new product. <laughs> That that seems to be about it. It's four hundred and ninety nine dollars. That's without the three G wireless. That's for the minimum model. The minimum model four hundred. It was at sixteen gigabytes mm-hmm. for five hundred bucks for a big screen. Yep. It doesn't multitask. Nope. It is the iPhone. No, it's not. It's not the iPhone. It, it or not the iPhone. It's the iPod. T- well, no, because it, does it have a mic on it? Yeah, it has a. It has um, a dock connector, a speaker, a microphone. It's got Bluetooth 802.11n right. so Wi-Fi. If you buy the 3G model, you actually can use it as a phone because uh, Apple just opened up the SDK to allow VoIP over 3G. Yes, but you have to pay either fifteen dollars a month for two hundred and fifty megabytes of the data plan, or the unlimited plan 30. for thirty dollars a month. Yeah. Plus, um, the one plus side is you don't have to pay for a two-year contract. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no camera on it. Nope. It's a big iPod Touch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's about it. Stephen Colbert really wants one from his show. Tony, from like every single day any, since uh, the announcement, he's been like, I really want an iPad. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. Lifehacker hates it. They said don't buy it. Tony, what do you think? I, I think it's stupid, personally. And I love Apple products, yeah. but I think this is stupid. This, I, I think I don't see the point. Want? Like, I mean, that's the thing is that I, I love Apple products. I have a MacBook. I have an iPhone. I mean, but I, I don't see – I have an iPod. I don't know why I would get an iPad, though. I it, There's – if I have the – if I have a laptop, what's the what's the point? Or, I mean – What's the point of getting uh, getting this thing? I mean, really? I mean, wh- what does it do? What does it make better than a laptop, than a, than a MacBook, if you already have one? It's lighter. It's lighter and smaller. And has a longer battery life. And that really makes, that really helps out because, I mean, you're not going to be using it. I mean, like, yeah, well, it's, someone, okay, so it's, so it's a few ounces lighter, so it'll fit into my backpack easier. Yeah. So what? So it can crack I mean, easier. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, someone made the point that it has that, a nice big screen to break, so you can break it. Uh, so you can break it on a book when you have it in your backpack, it, or when you drop when you drop your backpack or something like that. I mean, it's it just seems pointless. I'd rather have my heavy duty my heavy duty as fuck MacBook to watch movies on, which yep. the screen's the screen's just as big as that the thing on the damn iPad, um, and a lot le- a lot more durable, and I can do a hell of a lot more with it. Or at the worst, I'd rather spend five hundred bucks. Uh, go on Craigslist, spend five hundred bucks, and get a and get a kickass uh, get, like uh, get a kickass laptop that I could do the exact same things and more with, than an iPad. Yep. The uh, someone made a point that the iPad is really an iPod Touch for old people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just bigger, so it's easier to see and easier to use. 
Now, I will say putting iWork on there was brilliant, except that you can't type on the damn thing because it's a touch screen. Well, it has a larger touch screen music, keyboard. And you can't listen yeah, I was to gonna music say, while like, you're working. Have a, yeah, I was going to say, it does, it does, it does have an on, on-screen keyboard, doesn't it? Yeah, but it, you're sitting there typing out with a, an on-screen touch keyboard. And I'm not really <sighs> sure I want to type an entire document like that. So I'm I'm curious flash. about this. So it's got the 3G antenna. Does that mean does that mean it doesn't work at all on anything that isn't 3G? Or you mean whether it could use Edge or yeah. GSM? Uh, I assume it. If ooh, I don't know because I know my BlackBerry can use Edge or GSM because it doesn't have 3G. I'm not sure if 3G is compatible with the lower speeds with the data plans or not because i'm thinking like yeah if if you can get google google voice on there you could just make calls through google voice through the 30 dollar unlimited data plan and then you would you wouldn't have to carry around a phone you could just have their tablet on and then use that as your phone i think i'm not sure yeah it, but it, you're gonna have everything on fucking on everything is gonna be on speakerphone well you've got bluetooth so you can just walk around with a bluetooth earbud in the entire time oh i see what you're saying yeah but i guess that's one way to do it uh but I mean, is it wait? But how long is the battery life for the for the thing? Ten hours. Ten hours of movie. I'm, I'm sorry, up to ten hours of movie. Yeah. Okay. So if you On just had it like idly last like a month. Okay. So you so it's so it's the same battery life as if you had an iPhone, as if you're using it as a phone. Yes. Okay. Then yeah. I mean, technically speaking, you could have um, <laughs> you could have the giant you could have like the giant phones that they had in the in the eighties. What is it? Trigger happy in trigger happy TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. The uh, the you I'm, could. Just go over, you can go over with your iPad and then just go into a, and go into a museum. It's like, hello, I'm in a fucking museum. No, it sucks. Oh, I loved that show. Yes. Yeah, just recreate it with the iPad. <laughs> I think people already have actually mock-ups. Oh. Yeah, I I was so underwhelmed by this. Mm-hmm. And I think and the, the best part, part is Microsoft is... has got their tablet that they've been working on called the Courier, mm-hmm. which looks effing fantastic. I haven't seen the Courier, actually. Let me see if I can pull up the, the video link. I, I do have to say, though, the keyboard dock is kind of interesting for it. So it will charge it, and then you could basically use it as a small desktop replacement mm-hmm. and then just take it with you. So Yeah, the, uh, yeah it's, it's, I mean... I guess I guess not knowing all of the features because to be perfectly honest I've been way too busy uh, that I didn't get a chance to actually watch the keynote speech but um I guess the two things are that it doesn't seem like the iPad has enough uh enough features and enough uh enough going for it to really make it worth throwing down 500 bucks for and then the other the second part being that uh I was also slightly disappointed because I was I was talking with you guys about it before we started the podcast of as I was asking so did they talk about anything else during the keynote because usually they they'll at least talk about oh we're updating uh we're updating the iPhone software or we got this other small thing. Well they um, no, they they talked no. about the new SDK a bit beforehand but other than that But that's to make the iPhone and the iPad completely the same thing. Yeah. So it was all about the iPad basically. In fact, people have already taken the iPad's SDK and used it to port the iPad to the iPhone. They could just call the iPhone yeah. the iPad Junior <laughs> with cellular <laughs> service. Um, so here, here's my one one big question that I, I was waiting to ask this until we were recording. I want to start a pool on how long it's going to take after the iPad's release to jailbreak the iPad. <laughs> um, I give it two months. Well, it releases you, you in really two months. Think it'll, Are you saying yeah, like I'm from saying now or release, from when it releases? No, from, from release, as soon as there's a physical machine out there that someone can hold and tear apart, how long until it's jailbroken? I'm going to say uh, May 30th. 
When does it come out? Late March. So Andy's saying about two months. I'd say April 1st. <laughs> I, I think it's only going to take a month, I, like, even if a month, for them to jailbreak it. Because it's, it's I mean, you, the, you Wait, have... It comes out in late March and you, you're... Oh, wait, no, no, no. Oh, sorry, late March. Yeah, no, no. I give it a month. Okay. I give it, I give it a month at most. I think that... I think with uh, all the people that have gotten so that have gotten so good at being able to to uh, mess with the iPhone and all that stuff, it's just like you said, it's a bigger version of the fucking iPhone. Yeah, it's, but it's the just, way I see it, is Apple's had a chance to to watch that, and they might make hardware adjustments on this to make it harder. They might, but I mean, uh, like how like how far do you think they're really uh, how far do you think they're really going to go and like in changing up the hardware? Nope. Not to mention, I mean, like it it just it doesn't seem like I mean the other part too is like so with the let's take these jailbroken phones. Um, let's take the iPhone. It's jailbroken. Okay, big whoop. How much is is Apple really losing out of these jailbroken phones? Apple isn't losing much. A lot of the independent <laughs> not developers are losing some. Yeah, AT&T is losing out of it and independent uh, independent developers are losing out of it. Apple yep. loses pretty much nothing. So, why would they want to make it harder? That, why would they go through the effort unless they're getting unless uh, AT&T or these or, or these independent groups or whatever uh, wrote some kind of contract with them or gave them a bunch of money to be able to do that uh, to to entice yeah, that's them. a good point. All right. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my two months, though. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Andy has the same idea. I love how there's already an iPadJailbreak.com. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're getting ready for it. Like I said, it's, they know how to do it. Yeah. They're, just gonna, they're just waiting for the hardware. Give it a month. Oh. Give it like All two right. weeks. Especially if they already have access to the SDK for it. All they got to do is yeah. just they could just basically prep themselves for it and then all of a sudden oh it comes out give it a week or so two months and then it's done exactly okay random topic to finish this all off i rolled ahead of time and it was final fantasy past its prime or just getting there past its prime well everybody's like "Ooh, final fantasy seven woo one wing angel one wing angel <laughs> yeah, see, this is a I, damn okay. awesome piece of music. Yes, although I, I still like, uh, I guess, a Japanese version Final Fantasy VI better than I like Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, the final boss is a fucking clown. Yes, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Okay, but uh, you know what? I, do, I will say this, is that I, I am excited about the new Final Fantasy, uh, really because I really liked the last Final Fantasy. Like, I thought that they, I thought after, like, uh, like I, I really enjoyed 7, and I played 8, eight 9, and 10, and I wasn't, I just, re- I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't as impressed by it. But then, uh, but then they had... Uh, I guess it was I guess twelve or eleven, twelve. Um, 11 that, was when that, eleven and oh well, then eleven was online, and then they had twelve come out, and twelve right. had the new combat system. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it though. I loved that combat system. Actually, it was as a programmer. That had, if, if anyone who's a programmer did not like that, that combat system, they can no longer call themselves a programmer because the combat system was a bunch of if then statements. Yeah, I didn't like it. I thought that was awesome. I don't play games to program. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, surprisingly, the one that I thought had the best combat system, the most true to what they had intended with the ATB, mm-hmm. the, the active time battle, was 10-2. I'd actually never played 10-2. So. Play 10 I watched, two, it's, I watched it's it crap. Play. I never. It's crap, but the battle system, the ATB version that they had in there, is the best one I've seen for a Final Fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved I loved the ability in in um, in twelve to be able to because you'll have so much stuff going on at once. You can have if then statements going on, or as they call them, gambits. Right. Uh, to be able to to be able to dictate the little small things, 
Um, but, but then you know at any what? point, that takes point, some of it out of it. it. That takes some of the fun out of it because, like, I can just set up this massive if-then chain mm-hmm. and be prepared for any circumstance and not have to do anything. Well, no, no, you, but you can, but you can also, if you don't like that, take complete control over the darn thing if you really wanted to. But just it's like, not designed to be able to. It's so complex and so many nested trees that it's not designed for you to take control. So it's unwieldy. It's like it's not any more. Uh, it's not any more a mess than any of the other Final Fantasy games, in my opinion. I mean, th- that's the way I felt about it. I didn't think it was, like, between all your different random options that you could take and y- items you can use and spells you can use. And um, I mean, it just it didn't seem any more complicated than the other thing. All it did was it, you could have it, it. It was a way of a kind of meeting halfway between an actual real-time battle system and the classic Final Fantasy system. And it just it made a lot of fun to me. And at any point, you could just pause it and just go like, okay, what am I actually going to do? And then set it up and do the attack or set it up and defend or heal or whatever. Um, it, 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 I thought it was really a good, um, a really new, uh, a new take by them. And that made it a lot of fun. And, and even though the story I'd say of 12 was weaker than, uh, than a lot of the other ones, I actually, I really loved 12 because of that. And See, I, because I of the, and, oh, go right ahead. Well, uh, going back to the, the core issue of, you know, whether it's past its prime, it's missed all the people who were there at the start that made Final Fantasy and made it to be a Final Fantasy. They're all gone. They aren't That's working there anymore. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about fans. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. The, the, the people who actually made the game. Yeah, yeah. They're all gone. Hironobu Sakaguchi, Yoshitaka Amano, Nubo Aimatsu. They, they don't do anything in the game anymore. Right. So I think that it, it's not, you know, whether it's worse now or not i don't know but it's different it's not the same final fantasy and for me when you're getting to the point where you're having final fantasy 13 i'm okay with that i'm okay with change at that point <laughs> because we've got to final fantasy 13 and it was exactly the same as final fantasy uh four five oh, but six i'm not looking for them then... to be exactly the same i mean five and six were entirely different games right yeah i, I guess for me i i don't think i think 13 is going to be very telling yeah. because because of the fact that they decided to they decided to take uh, a take a, a change they make a bi- make a quite a bit of change in twelve and and take a whole new approach with the, with the combat system. What I'm waiting to see is if the storyline of thirteen can be what the same as what the same kind of fun uh, that you had in in like six and in seven and for some people ten. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I think that's a good summation. Yeah, that's. I guess that's that's my approach on it. I'm going to still be excited because I'm a RPG whore, and uh, <laughs> but I'm st- I'm going to be a little cautious with it, admittedly. All right. Well, Tony, thanks for being on. Oh, hey, thanks uh, for inviting. Is, you is guys. there anything you you want to? And we usually do epic default with you guys, but epic default's been kind of uh, stagnant. Well, I guess yeah, is the best word. Yes, epic default has been crazily stagnant at the moment. But I do have to say that um, there's well, there's going to be a bit of a changing of the guard. I'll announce now because Johnny is pretty much uh, is pretty much handing over all of his duties to uh, to the other staffers of epic default, and because. He's got. Uh, he's actually going to be moving over to Seattle. Oh, cool! He's joining and, the fold. Yes, yep. uh, but um, there's going to be uh, there's going to be some changes that are going to be made to the site. Uh, there's going to be uh, we're, we've got some new people coming in too, and we're going to try to we're going to be starting up a new revival soon, as well as at some point soon. Uh, I think we're going to start uh, planning for the um, for this year's PAX break. Dun dun dun. Ooh. So, which I have an idea, and um, 
I can tell you guys off air, but uh, uh, which I might actually need your guys' help with. But All jump right. onto the forums, uh, jump on the forums for Epic Default, start posting up some such, send stuff about it. We're gonna we're gonna start um, we're gonna start taking names and seeing and seeing what kind of uh, seeing what's the best approach for this prank and uh, seeing what we can do with it. So yeah, I'm actually I'm actually really excited about this year's uh, packs. I think it's gonna it's gonna turn out quite a bit of fun. All right, well, I, I guess we should stop recording then so we can figure out what the heck's going on. <laughs> okay. All right, see ya.